This week, we answer more of life's tough questions, like, if you're on national TV and you have to insult a woman, do you go for the model or the actress? And, if you can't get laid in America, where do you go? You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Hello and welcome to the Fake Outrage Report, the, uh... Oh shit! I forgot. Least I forgot. important What's debate the, show the on the internet. Come on, Sandy, yeah, get your shit. Together. I usually, I usually have my own. Uh, you know, I, I usually come in with my own line, but then I usually have like worked that line in. Yeah, I realized now I didn't have the own line. Then we have to go to our default wow. line. Which I mean, we've only done like two hundred plus episodes. You know, oh, yeah. you don't have yeah. to be like prepared or used happened. to it or anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's so much going on in the world. You know, we have a new president. So we have a blizzard. So, uh, but yes, this is yes. the least important debate oh. show. Uh, I am Sandeep Sen. With me is the now local Phil Causey. Phil has now made it back to New York uh, I, yes. for the worst time of New York, of the entire pandemic. He was staying in where with living with his parents the whole time. Yep. Uh, because you know he didn't want to come back to New York, and you know he, he had wanted to socially distance. And then he comes back in the middle of the worst wave of it um, in the middle of January. So welcome back, Phil. You have impeccable timing. It's happy happy to be here. My life uh, here is exactly like my life back home, except my mom is no longer cooking for me. That's the only real difference. It's still just video games and fucking sitting around. That's how that goes. But I'm glad to be back. I saw you in person last week, Sandeep, which was pretty cool. Um, it was right. your birthday. You're, uh, I don't know, how old are you? Like, uh, I mean, you're Indian, so I don't know fucking brown guy's age well. You could be like 71. Can't tell we're, we're the same, whether we're 35 to like 60, it's really the same age. Yeah, no, it's just, you guys got those killer genetics. Because I'm 34, I'm like, I've, I've got like. days in a brown guy's life. The day they graduate from med school and then the day they die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I hear that. Uh, speaking of brown guys, we have uh, a very special brown guy with us today. Uh, Usama Siddiqui, welcome to the uh, show. What's going on? Happy to be here. Uh, you know, I, it's one of those things where Osama, by the way, uh, you know, he's a busy guy. He's one of the busier people that I know. And the only reason he's with us is because his flight out of town got canceled. So he's bored enough to hang out with us for like 35, 40 minutes. I mean, I'll say this, man. No one else hustles for a guest like Phil Kazi, man. I'm talking like, this. Is, hey, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You now when? Yeah, now? Yes? No. What? Cool. I mean, well, it's, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. And that's like, it's one of those things you, you wear me down, man. You wear me down. Well, it took it. an act of God. It literally took an act of God for you to join us as the <laughs> podcast. And even then, blizzard of the, and the it, worst blizzard of the century. And yeah. even then, I canceled once on the blizzard. So it's like, even then, it was yeah. like, I mean, no, I, 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 uh, I prayed to the podcast God. I don't know what that is in uh, Hindu, Sandeep. Uh, podcast or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> something like that uh, for 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 inclement weather no but the thing is like there are certain people in the scene that i know they're super fucking busy and you're you're kind of one of them like right. some people i know i can just text and they'll be like oh yeah i'll be there in 45 minutes but like i know that you're you're, you're either, like tours you do tv and all this other shit so right. for you i i message you at least a few months out to like make sure you have a free 45 yeah. minute period um so definitely sure. thanks for being here no for sure for sure i've been trying to get you on since last summer i know this is before i was even like any like i, I before i even started comedy you were like listen i feel like you're gonna start comedy in a year let me get you on before then yeah and yeah you know well, well it's funny because we were talking about this off the air the original co-host Jay, knew you from before you did start comedy right when, right when you were you were like somebody's like slightly cooler younger brother i guess yeah that yeah, that, that he, yeah dude that was he was he was a weird he, he went into like weird some islam shit my brother i mean he became he came back and shit, but he was all like praying and all that. You, you know. Oh man, that those religious people. You know. 
and so all that shit and he was like getting to that so i, I was a weird kid but yeah. is most of your family religious like that uh it's more traditional more more cultural okay uh, i you know i i've stayed on the spiritual path but not in the codified way that my um, Islamic ancestors. So you're one. saying you, you, you know, you believe in the gods, but like you let yourself have sex and eat certain meats and stuff. Like, is that kind of how that rolls? Dude, I just know that Phil Kazi isn't going to be the one who tells me about God. You know, that, I know that much. <laughs> oh, believe me. You're damn right. I'm not, I don't know shit about that. That's why I'm asking you. Um, anyway. So the reason why I was trying to get you on since last summer is because you run America's got talent. First of all, congratulations. That's pretty fucking awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, congratulations. Thank yeah. You. And so on, on that, there was a certain, certain incident. Cause here's the thing. When, when I look for stories for the show, I usually just like Google news for stuff. And I saw this story that popped up that was like, uh, you know, like comedian stirs outrage and America's yeah. got talent. Da, 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 da. And so <laughs> naturally I'm like, okay, this is going to be something dumb. Let's blown out of proportion. You know? So I just clicked it, started reading it. And then I saw your name pop up. <laughs> I like happy go lucky with the smiles okay yeah. yeah well that was what i thought i was like first of all that's hilarious because i know the guy but also it's like what did he say like what the fuck did he say that like offended people you know like because right? there's people at the comedy open mics who are like yeah jews are faggots right like that's yeah. what yeah yeah exactly the guy you think like somehow he weaseled his way onto onto america's talent and now he's like yeah nick cannon i love you because you hate the jews too right and then it became this whole thing I would just did a club set that I always works in New York. And that's all I did. I just put the club set in the TV land and it was like this explosive. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to, we'll splice it in. We're going to pretend that like, we're going to play it for you right now. But I got to Miami with my friends. We're going to go clubbing. Uh, my friends hate clubbing. They hate club music. They're like, Yo, club music sucks. And club music does kind of suck, but it's also like the most fun music of all time, right? Like club music is so fun. The DJ could say anything he wants in the beat. As long as he adds a beat drop, it makes it all okay, right? Biggie be like, women shouldn't vote. What? Get back to the kitchen, girl. What? Beats are too fun. When that beat drops, so does feminism. Some of y'all skeptical, I'll prove it right now. Heidi, if I called you a tramp, you'd be like, how dare you, right? But if I was like, tramp, 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 you'd be like, well, I do get loose on occasion. <laughs> oh, I saw the bit, and there were so many articles. I was, I was boning up, because I, I yeah. knew we were going to talk about this. I, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe the sheer volume of Jeez. articles that yeah. were written about this. Dude, <laughs> did you know that you had an article written about you in Good Housekeeping about this? Yeah. <laughs> Housekeeping. So I have a joke about this. Exactly. Oh, okay. About how many articles there are. So basically, when I woke up the next day, every article, you know, news went crazy. Yeah. Yahoo News, local comedian calls Heidi Klum a tramp. CNN, local comedian calls Heidi Klum a tramp. Fox News, local Taliban leader. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You know? And so, like, just that. I, and I got Just Jared. I got you, you tonight. You know, and it, it all made me look dumb. They all got like some weird eye photo where my wonky eye was like way bigger. They, they yeah. want to make me look fucking lame. And I was just like, these bitches out here, man. They're trying to bring you, bring your boy down out here. Well, you know, the funny thing too, and we, we can, we'll play the audio too for, for this part with the judges. And I think that you started off fantastic and I love your energy and I love your commitment. I wonder, I was just sitting beside <laughs> these two and I don't know if they were giving you the right response <laughs> or the response you were expecting. What did you, you turned to me. What did you say, Heidi? What did I think? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Being called a tramp probably was my least uncomfortable part of the whole thing. 
But that's just me. But let's you. see what America Just saying. you. She's well, the only woman you know. that doesn't okay. want to be called a twin. <laughs> Sophia, how did you feel? Well, you know what? I was laughing. And then for a second, I'm like, should I feel should I be not laughing? Should I feel guilty that I'm laughing? It's like, you know, you took a very risky uh, theme for this performance. Yeah, I, think- I think that you have, you know, an amazing presence. I think, I mean, I recommend for you to be in a sitcom. You should try being an actor because you have that energy that I feel that you can do anything. Uh, your material, it was kind of risky tonight, though. Howie Mandel... Was, was on the panel on the dais and he he's a comic that guy does arenas and he had no real problem with it at all but then as soon as they kicked it over to the female judges you just you they just started ripping yeah. on you well Sophia, <laughs> well, you know these jokes are just good i know these jokes are good i've been, I've been doing these jokes for oh they're great dude they, and by the way for the record like they did kill the audience was right. laughing no no for sure for sure yeah but like it, come it, on i only got good things out of the show it's not like the show is anything besides buff, buff up my life you know but on that moment with those three people, because, you know, there's no crowd physically. So what happens in a crowd is that the hot girl usually has way less power than the crowd because there's so many people. So the yeah. hot girl is like, eh, gets destroyed by the power positivity of the crowd. Here, yes. the hot girl had 33% of the <laughs> crowd. That's a lot of power for a hot girl. And she loves that. She loves having that. To be a cultural arbiter. Um, well, it was just weird watching Sofia Vergara and Heidi Klum, who aren't comics, um, right. rip right. on you, but then the only com- other comic in the room, which was Howie, be like, yeah, that was great, good energy. Or, right, you know, right. So then she, I started the jokes, Howie's down. Sophie was also down. Then she was laughing. And then she, if you notice, she looks at Heidi and be like, oh shit, should I not be laughing? Oh no, should I not uh-huh. be laughing? I get it, yo. It's like, you want to lose your career over, or like lose a, a very nice, easy paying job over a joke, like because you laughed at it. And then the, you know, then the yeah. firestorm goes to you. So best just like chill out you know, and, and, and take the money home. I get it. I, it's all, it's all like, what's easier than sitting in a chair and being like, eh, eh, like, and you get millions of dollars for it. You're getting like, Completely. Hey, that up. Right. So I get Sophia at middle of the set, like jumping ship, you know, because, <laughs> because seeing Heidi, like, Oh, my money's my money. Oh. Uh, and so that was like shit, you know, cause I know that she was fun. She's like a fun person. Uh, Heidi was Hateful for the beginning, dude. She, I remember before that thing even started, like before the, the cameras even rolled. Oh, before you even said that, the I tramp thing. Just like, you know, I already saw like, oh boy, this, this one might not go. Well, the other thing I wanted to ask you is, because the thing is, you were on network television. And so obviously yeah. you have to water down what you're doing. And I mean, I've seen you perform at, you know, clubs. You've seen me perform in bomb and open mics, you know, whatever. Yeah. But like, um, it, now the word tramp specifically. Right. Did you, was that a word you chose because you figured that'd be the watered down, non-offensive TV friendly word? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I figured. Yeah, of course. Of course. I, I was going to do the joke and I was like, this joke still works if I don't say slut, you know, I can just say tramp and it, it works. So I was like, I put that to the producers and they were like, yeah, let's do it. Producers all, it's not like I just went out and like firebranded my way. Yo, fuck you, NBC. <laughs> you know? And Rohingya Muslims are gay. Right. I didn't do any of that. Um, yeah. I went in with the jokes that were producer approved and I fucking went in and um, it was all ready to go. And all, maybe even conspiracy could be say like made for the reaction, something to create controversy, can't prove mm-hmm. it, but there's something there. Um, but yeah, that, that tramp was just something to do the joke and the tramp is going to be the TV version. That's what I figured because on a 10 scale of bad words to say about women, that's like a one and a half or a two. <laughs> like it's fucking I the thing is, these people don't understand tenses. Like, they, he didn't, it, it kept saying Osama called Heidi Klum a tramp. He did not, he said, if I were to call you, this is a subjunctive 
participle. He did say if. That's right. It's a totally different tense in, the, in Spanish. You have to like do the subjunctive tense in Spanish, which is like the past. <laughs> but then you have to change the last letter or some shit. I mean, 100%. it's not the, It's not calling someone a tramp when you're like, if I were to call you a tramp, then this would happen. This is why it's funny. I mean, 100%. This is like, they're, they're lying, basically. And here's also the thing. is like, when I say if I call you a tramp, that's the, in my subtext, the subtext is that it's the worst thing I could call you. So not only... Is mm-hmm. it not what you said? It's actually the exact opposite of what I'm saying. I'm saying the worst thing I could call you is a tramp, which is hello, very yeah. supportive of women. But so that's hilarious how they took the exact opposite intent. Exact opposite. This is how dumb these people are. They took the intent, which was to show how bad something can be, and just made it that thing. It's like I said, rape is bad, and they're like, okay, rapist. You know, like, yeah, literally, that's what they did. Well, there there are certain rooms that are like that in Brooklyn, where if you say certain words, they just shut right off. Um, but the thing also, we, we need to address the elephant in the room also, is that, I mean, she's a former uh, Victoria's Secret model. Like, the only reason she has a career is because she's a tramp. hey oh, Okay. Oh, oh. That was unnecessary, but I really just, I got to get my, my misogyny in per episode. Think, like, like, there were two, I mean, if you look up, yeah. there's so many articles about this, and it just it's says, incredible. like, he called her tramp. And then none of them even thought to, like, look at, like give a different give the point of view that's like oh he didn't actually call her a tramp but she got upset there's like yeah muslim calls <laughs> lovely white girl a tramp and so cute such a cute girl he's called a tramp. And then, yeah it, it, <laughs> then they're like then they're like he did a quote unquote risky set and then they, yeah they, they put it in quotes i don't even because they're like that's what it, that's he said he was doing it risky but you know he was just you know he should just die <laughs> yeah local comedian should die i mean it's a, it's an insane thing uh, the day I got all those, you know, all that media, I was freaking out. I was like, fuck, what's going on? Oh, dude, I was uh, laughing my ass off because, I again, I was like at my parents' house. And the fact that, like, I knew, like, I, I sort of knew a guy who was, like, part of this national event. <laughs> and also the fact that I know that you're, like, the friendliest. You're not that yeah, guy. It, it, it's so weird. Because the thing I was picturing, too, when I was watching this was, like, I was picturing, because I know you you work rooms pretty well. You were just kind of working them as if they were the people in a room because they were the only right. people in the fucking room. You were trying to interact with them yeah, and course. connect with them. And she got mad over the, over a word that's like, that, like, has not been offensive for 60 fucking years. It, it really I, blew my mind. I mean, right. It's like it's like local comedian calls Heidi Klum a woman about town. How dare he, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Why would you call me a floozy? You're, you're going to hell. I mean, it's out of control. So the idea is I could have chosen Sophia, so I'm – Glad I chose Heidi. I didn't think twice. I was like, Heidi, whatever. Um, yeah. I like the idea that it was defiant and taken badly because it's better to be taken as a defiant Spartan than as a loser with, who got apathetic reactions, you know? That, because yeah. there's other comedians on the show. Nobody ever talks about them because they didn't get anywhere with them. You know, nothing else, nothing happened. They're just like, man, you're funny. I see you later. You know? <laughs> so, like, if I didn't go my, to, to have them bristle as opposed to just be apathetic is a powerful thing. Because if I had not, because they were going to let me fucking eat shit regardless, right? We'll go with what joke I did. <laughs> yeah. Was like, yep. Yep. But jokes about fucking a guy named Seal and, and shitting on it. I don't know. I was going to bomb regardless. Also a great bit of yours. It's uh, yeah, phenomenal, right? <laughs> Wait, why, um, are you, why do you think you're going to bomb regardless? No, no, because the, Heidi was all, already the negative energy. Uh, it was three people in an entire auditorium. Uh, there was, it was all stacked against your boy. So I was, I was going into a, a battle where I, I was possibly going to lose. If I had not done the jokes that I thought were me, then I would have just done jokes that were for TV that were ill-taken by Heidi Klum, as yeah. opposed to me directly so, defiantly. So you feel like you got your money's worth because you, you, you stayed true to what you were trying to do. 
Exactly. I think integrity well, always the answer. And also, too, I mean, you definitely, like you said, you, you have a lot of stuff happening now because of this. How funny is it going to be that, like, in the next few seasons of that show, other comics go in there with the intent of fucking with her to try to try to get right. that outrage machine to dance a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Heidi, you're a bitch. Fuck you, NBC. Like, that, that'd be, like, the, how they open their set. You know? I mean, dude, America's – they'll do anything for some viewers, man. I, I, I wouldn't be – I wouldn't be surprised if they like have a guy who like tries to assault her like mid of the show and they're like, well, and just walks up and hands her a drink and drops a pill in it. Like here, like they're at the beginning of the set. Like, my, my just starts, just starts jerking it after he comes on stage. <laughs> All right. Here's just my talent. America does have talent, I guess. You know, too, but... <laughs> my talent's got five and a half inches or whatever. <laughs> um, also anyway, so, uh, so that, that saga pretty much ended pretty quick though. Right. That was only like a week of outrage. Yeah, not even like, like a couple of days, and then I just kept moving. Then it was the outrage of the Indian parents who were like, "Why did you say that? Why would you say such thing to a <laughs> great lady?" I didn't know that. Fucking all these Indians <laughs> wrote so hard for Heidi Klum out here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know there were that many uh, you know, old Muslim simps for a uh, Victoria's Secret retired who model. Knew? Who knew? Now all these Akbars and Ahmeds have just been wa- at the bodegas, been watching this. Shit. You know, in one of your uh, interviews, you said your 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 mom was was cool with it, but I got a sense I got a sense that that was some spin, because I can't that, imagine. Right, I was I not my parents, You get on TV and this is what you do. You <laughs> call the word a tramp. Why don't pick another joke? Because tramp is still bad in India. You know what I'm saying? So you call someone a tramp, it's still pretty bad. Um, and so yeah, my mom, my dad, they all had a you know a conversation together without me. You know, like, why, what do you do? Should he stop doing comedy? I don't know. Everyone, my mind called me right after the set. He's like, get into acting now. Get into acting now. And you go back to med school, you know, like that's well, it just act on parents yeah. too. Yeah. It's like when they read shit Everybody's on the internet, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> they take anything they read on the internet by any source as like written by in the times of India. Like they don't understand that they're just, thing. anyone can write anything now. This is a very true thing. This is actually a very true thing that's really brought up. That the idea that our parents still have a very 70s, 80s, 90s mindset of what the world works like. And part of that is media dissemination. They think that media is still the old dogs of media when everything really was like, like bypassed through a fucking like real intense, like greater of quality. So that's not the case. You know, it says here on 10 sexiest ISIS outfits that number, you know, like, and this is they're taking this as gospel, you know, very good point by, by Cindy. So they're like, everyone is saying that you called her t- t- tramp and you are a very bad comedian. Look, everyone is saying this. How can you do this? You are bad. We've always said you are bad. I mean, it's, <laughs> I knew this comedy thing wasn't a good I idea. Always say, they love, oh, that's why I never liked the first set. Because the first set that it was televised, I got a standing ovation. And every brown uncle from here to fucking Nepal was like, I always knew this guy was special. I saw him every day. He's always <laughs> running around at the Dabat. And the moment, and I knew, I knew the slightest provocation, they were going to go right back. You can't trust the uncles, man. Do not, do not let your uncles and aunties tell you what to do uh, with your art, all right? They, they, that's not the move. I, I do want to, and I mean, one thing that it was, because we, in this podcast, we always, um, I always get angry at the, at the people who, the, these corporations, they get some fake outrage and then they issue some bullshit apology. Like, we're yeah. sorry for anyone who we may have offended. And <laughs> right, right. it's just some bullshit, like non-heartfelt, ridiculous apology. It's passive aggressive. We're just, you know, we just thought that 
we really care about people and wasn't our intent you didn't apologize because you're like i didn't have anything to apologize for i was doing a joke i didn't mean anything by it i I love everyone yeah but but you didn't say that you shouldn't have been i love that part man yeah yeah. no i love that too they they tried to give me to say sorry in all the interviews like there's a press junket the next day and everyone i was on no one else got any stage time. It was just like, Usama, a question for Usama. A po- <laughs> question posed for uh, Usama. Um, and every time they're like, so how much, how, how sorry are you? They didn't frame it in the way that even any answer would make me sorry. How sorry are you that um, that you said these kind of things? And I'm like, I didn't, first of all, all love to Heidi. I didn't say, I didn't call her a tramp. I don't say sorry for the joke. My intent, uh, I didn't mm-hmm. say intent. I'm just like, my, my, the, the, the idea of a comic is just to create joy. And my aim was to only create joy. So you can't. So if now yeah. I'm, I'm saying these words that if you're against this, you're against joy. And so no reporter wants to be against joy. They're like, oh, cool. <laughs> and one little fucker, one little fucker, I won't say a publication, he came in guns blazing, right? This guy was coming in like, hey, so, um, sir, misogynist pig, Usama, you know, how, how, how angry do you think women should be that you're, and this, oh, this, wow. this ally is coming with all this vitriol. I'm like, fuck this bitch. I'm like, I'm like totally not feeling this guy's energy is totally coming at me negatively and they do this grid thing where they have diff- multiple acts on one press junket so they had two black dancer acts that are different one was bone breakers one was waffle crew that were different acts and um this reporter acts, after throwing all this vitriol to me he referenced uh, waffle crew but flipped him <laughs> he, he accidentally said bone breakers and i made sure everyone was like so well 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 <laughs> I didn't know you were in the KKK. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was like juice. I stopped everything. I made the whole thing weird. I was like, fuck this guy. And he's going to like mix up a black group. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, the fact that you got to take out some male feminist ally uh, and pro- I'm assuming like crush on a non-comedy set the next day. That, that, that makes me much happier. The fact that you took out one of those little fuckers. You know what I'm saying? They're, they came out with a little fuck energy, man. There's a little fuck boy energy. No, they really also, do. Also, Howie's company so you know how he's playing all the straight line shit i mean this could be yeah i'm not even sure to even say this um but tell your mom not to tell anybody um so after the day of uh howie's wife who's a management person like runs a management company wanted to manage me wanted to rep me and so howie's company wanted to rep me and i'm like yeah dude all realizing that y'all should have supported in the moment and now you're yeah. like yeah hey, hey man we, we love your stuff and i'm like dude don't do this Fucking, you know, rep, rep it on national television, and then the stock. But no, I, I love. I just love the fact that you you sort of called a former VS model a tramp on national TV and totally got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's fucking awesome. That it's, really is. Bitter. It's there forever. I love it. No, it's it's you, fucking I mean, you fantastic. Said it was it was hard. Like the next day and day two, I must have been weird to have all these stories written about you. I'm just like we're not used to that. And I just thought you handled it. You're in your interviews. It was you were such a pro, and I, I don't know. I wanted to know where you, where you got, where you got that. Like, how did you know how to yeah, it was how to scary. handle it? How did you answer those questions so well? I I, w- I would have I felt like in in the situ- similar situation, be very nervous and very uncomfortable. And um, I, did you draw on something or how did you do that? <laughs> yes, Lord Podcastita, help me out here. <laughs> um, no, thank you, bro. It was a um, I think it, I had an idea going in. Like, listen, just. Just talk about what the idea was. Just do comedy, just to make it about joy and just to create laughter. Like those things are so broad and so like actually like happy and positive that you really can't 
work a thing out of it, you know? Like no one can attack joy. It just makes no sense. So that that was my my gambit. Like just whatever you say, keep it about love. Do not let them goad you into something that just like makes you mm-hmm. negatively talk about Heidi. Always talk about how comedy is about love and say the word love so much that they fucking can't handle it. They can't. Now, were you like warned that like they were going to come for you or did you just kind of instinct, like through instincts knew? It was I knew, coming? I knew that they, 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 they didn't tell me shit. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I knew they were coming, going to come at me. So I, I just literally had just like, I remember it's all about love, make it about connection yeah. and, and just have that at, 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 at every answer. No, cause yeah. I, I'm just picturing like the night before, like Howie Mandel, like pulls you aside and slips you a note that says like, bro, be ready tomorrow. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's like written in blood or some <laughs> no. shit. And like, no. yeah. yeah, like I, that's, but yeah, uh, you were just ready for it anyway. Like you knew it was fucking going to happen. So yeah, it was rough. Cause I had to stop fucking Heidi Klum to do the interviews. So that was a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I, dude, honestly, like we all get inconvenienced uh, from time <laughs> to time. You know, we, we all have to stop fucking VS models. If it happens. You know, now that now you're going to have game with Heidi Klum's daughter. If she has a daughter, she's going to tort. You're kind of the bad uh, boy. You're kind of like getting back her parents. Dude, it, it, hit her up on Instagram. Yes, I can't is. wait to hit up this 13-year-old on Instagram. Sandeep. Thanks, bro. Well, you got to wait like a couple <laughs> yeah. a couple more no, years. No, wait, or you have to go to a country. Right? Heidi Klum's like hey. in her 50s, isn't she? 40? She, I don't know. You gotta, no, she's well, got to be 50. Just yeah, go to a state or a country where it's legal. Anyway, speaking of that, speaking <laughs> of uh, saying shit about women and other countries, let's, let's get to our only outrage story we're going to do this week. By the way, uh, if this were an outrage story that we covered on the show that we normally vote on, what happened to you on TV would have been total fucking fake outrage because yeah, that yeah, was right. just crazy what happened to you. Anyway, um, so we're going to move on from NBC to TikTok. Some TikTok outrage happened uh, last week or last month, rather. There was a man that said some crazy stuff about women on the internet. So this is this is the the saying stuff about women episode uh, of this show. Some guy named who calls himself citizen attorney one, who's like a very weird looking middle-aged white guy. Exactly what you would expect based strictly on that screen name. Like, uh, uh. you know, that um, he, he had a clip on his TikTok where he offered advice to other men on, and these are all going to be quotes, by the way, people on how to, it's a how-to video if you are interested in dating slash marrying beautiful Asian women who are out of your league. <laughs> uh, and and his, his advice was that the ones, ones that you find in America aren't cool. And uh, he rarely meets a sweet one. Uh, and the sweet ones are in Asia. They're not here. And then, then, then it took a weird turn where he said, you got to help them get here so you can have them. <laughs> So this dude's like openly encouraging people to do like bribery marriages basically um, on the internet. And then he also said, if they, if they dump you, it won't be for like five or seven years or whatever. Just get another one. Just get another one. Yeah. That was his advice. Uh, this dude got lit the fuck up thousands of comments. And I don't know what's, what it's called. What retweets are called on TikTok. But people were making fun of him. Uh, the point where his account had to get deleted and it was crazy. Um, what's your initial reaction to that advice? Uh, Sandeep. Uh, yeah, I think this is the, this is the, First of all, in, in everyone's outrage, no one mentions the fact that he's saying to go and pe- there are people in Asia that will voluntarily marry him to come here. They're, they're getting something out of it. They're not being forced into doing anything. So it's not, I mean, everyone has to like, oh, you, you're treating these people like fungible and stop having an Asian fetish. Like these, these Asian people want to come here because he's offering them something that they can't get there of their own free will. And He's like, they might leave you after five or seven years because they don't like, he's like, they're not going to like me. They don't care about, you know, my, he has a bad toupee. He's like, not that good looking. He, he sucks. <laughs> uh, but he's getting something out of it. So I'm tired. Of, 
this is you know what people in this country have no fucking idea how the how the rest of the world is and then they look at people exploiting other and they don't realize that the people over in these other countries they they're wanting this stuff like because they they have a shittier life without it wait so you mean there really are just a bunch of like asian tens just sitting around like i really wish there'd be a lame middle-aged white guy from nebraska who'd fucking come here and marry me yes actually he wasn't he wasn't saying i want to go kidnap anyone no no I'm he's like, you, like I can, you can go there and marry someone and they would marry you. He's not saying do anything forcibly. No, okay. he, and, yeah. he, first of all, he's correct without a doubt because the one child policy in China has created this crazy rift between men and women, much more men than women, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens is a lot of these women are now being sought after because uh, all you during that policy, now they're all of age to marry, right? Yeah. Because back in the day, the one child policy, they were just like, if you were a, a man, they'd keep you. And if you were a girl, they'd send you to adoption or put you in yeah. denial or the Yangtze River or whatever the fuck. Um, and so now it's like this crazy thing. So there is status now. And there's a lot more status for the white guy with money than with an Asian guy with money. So these women- Oh, because they're a dime never, a dozen down there, so to speak. That's what I'm saying. So, so that's why, first of all, this guy obviously is an idiot. He's, he's, he's dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what, why is everyone getting so angry at dumb people? That's the problem. It's like, hey, man, you're yeah. It's like, dude, back in the day when you were dumb, you'd just be like, ah, oh, that guy is fucking dumb and keep moving. These yeah. guys like to make their whole day about a dumb person, which I just never understood. Yeah, well, uh, that's the thing. Actually, I, I had that written down on my, my list of things I wanted to ask you because, well, you guys are you guys are what would be considered South Asian as opposed to I'm assuming this is this guy's an Eastern Asian fetish. But like, is it like that in in the brown countries too? Where like, if you go there and you're like a, an American dude, it's like, you know, it's like easier or whatever. Like, I know you both traveled there at some point in, in your lives. So like, yeah. have you experienced any like difference in how people how women treat you there as to here while in your travels? Like not anymore, man. I thought it used to be back in the day um, where America okay. is much more lionized. Uh, India's come so far, like technologically and socially. Like I, I just feel like America is like, they love an American education. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like definitely status to go to America and study. But the idea of getting an American boyfriend, I don't think they're really anymore. So they, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they really like lionize the American man as much anymore. Mm-hmm. I yeah i mean I, they're not trying to marry some loser you know yeah. with with american money no. just just to come to this country i but I, I i haven't heard of that but you do hear like there's a lot of like in 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 east in east asia there's a yeah. there there is a that, more like people will marry you to to get out of their situation to come here to to you know marry someone with money right i mean it's like a, a lot of that you hear this all the time in like the the baltic countries like you know like uh melania trump's country yeah um so like there's Asia, there's like the Baltics. The, the, there are places where there is a market where like women will marry to, to come over here. Well, yeah. There's, oh, I also want to mention one other thing too. Is it? I think that it's a common emotion among people, but I think mostly guys of, and maybe you've been through this in your life. I mean, I certainly have. Where you think like, you know, I'm not getting laid around here, and you know why? It's because this place sucks. It's all the other people, sure, sure. you know. And you think, well, maybe yeah. as soon as I go to some other place, it's going to be totally different. And I right. think that this guy is stuck in that like stuck in his mom's basement teenage mentality. Cause I used to think like that when I was younger. And then, then you live in three or four different States and you're like, Oh, it's actually, it's fucking me. It's been me the whole fucking time. It's my fault. And so I think that is kind of a common thing. I, I mean, Sandeep, did, did you experience that from Chicago to New York or Osama maybe from Texas to here? Did you, like, did you ever feel no, that? I, ever, I think or? This guy's right. This guy, if he goes to Asia, he does get laid. That's why that's what he's trying to say. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> like a very weird loser, way to say it. Yeah. Game, go to Asia. 
they'll look past all that. You know, you just, yeah. just got to give them the passport. Yeah. Yeah, they'll look past your your very, very, um, you know, definite mediocrity, you know, that would be here. <laughs> and, you know, here pay. here you're below average. There you're slightly you're slightly above average, which is fantastic. You know, that's just yeah. how that goes. I mean, dude, the idea is if you just work on yourself, you'll get sexier, right? This guy yeah. has done zero work on himself for 35 years, right? So now, <laughs> now he's out in the, in the field, you know, like no self-growth, you know, just a guy who knows money and and numbers and shit, mm-hmm. so he's going to get some flack, man. And it, it's, you know, there's not to woke people that are Asian that are going to fucking come at this you guy. Know, it is always really funny too, not to like totally change the subject, but like, did you guys hear about the, the, the New York Mets GM situation? Oh my God, no. Okay, so there was this famous exec guy who got fired from uh, baseball management like a week ago because he like met this reporter chick and like sent her a bunch of like messages and like <laughs> she would never respond to it. Then he just sent her a dick pic at the end of it. Oh, no. it, it. Like sometimes it feels good to just see that these dudes who have like way more money are like just supremely socially awkward. Right. <laughs> like it, it doesn't buy them social skills. And, yeah, that's what it is. The James Franco was DMing one girl who was like, you know, underage or some shit, you know, and the, it's like, James, you, you in DMs, bro? You can't, there's no James Franco app where you can say, hey, come to my place and fuck me. Like he has to do the, he's on Hinge? What? What? It is, it is always weird to hear these powerful men because it's like, you'd think when, when you're in that situation, you could just be like, all right, I need to find somebody who is willing to fuck me, A, and B, of age. Right. Like just those two things. Can you get me those two things? And, and apparently it's a hard thing for some fucking people to come across. I don't know, Aziz, Aziz thing, you know, the guy was just- Well, no, the Aziz yeah. thing is kind of bullshit because that was just a girl that he was on a date with, okay? No, that's what I'm saying. But like the idea that even famous person could be like taken down like that and yeah. not be given sex. I guess you'd be that weird during the date. And I, th- I think, well, didn't she blow him like three times during the date? Yeah, it's not something, like- something crazy was going on. But the idea yeah. was like, he was weird to not let it just go straight to sex. Like the level of weird- you have to be as a famous person for a girl to be like, I'll just suck your dick. You know, <laughs> that is pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. The guy's like, I like four TV shows. Like <laughs> yeah. really? And all you get is a girl to suck your dick. That's it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I hear you at that point. And it was only one girl. She didn't bring her friends. What? Come on, dude. You're fucking up. Are you? Are, I, give me Parks and Rec. I'll go on Parks and Rec. Yeah. Let me- because you're not using it for anything. Well, it, it, yeah, you know what? There, there is something to be said for that. It's like, dude, you, you're on TV and this is still hard for you. Like, how awkward is that dude in real life? I've never met him. Like, is he weird? Like, he, he's, he's, he's a little weird guy, but he's like a sweet, he's like a small. He's, you know, he seems fine. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He should be going, he should be going, just walking into a UCB 101 class, pulling down his pants and be like, yes, and I'll be in the back, you know? Yeah. I don't know. This is my take on it. You know yeah. what? I think if you get a blowjob, no matter how famous you are, if you're getting a blowjob, you should, I would take the blowjob. Well, you can't. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna be like, no, blow. No. Someone's gonna blow. You're gonna be like, no, fuck you. I'm Aziz and sorry. Parks and Rec, two Emmys, sex. I'll lick your balls too. No. When she pulled that move, he should have just walked over to the TV and just put in his Parks and Rec DVD. And be like, hey, I'm on that. Remember, I'm on that. This is why you're here. Yeah, they watch Seinfeld. Forget Seinfeld. Be like, why? Yeah. Read Modern Love. I wrote the book on Modern Love. Yeah, light some candles. Start reading your own book. Be like, oh, remember oh. this? Remember why you're here? Okay, yeah, we're gonna. Come on now. And then the girl's like, I'm more of a 30 rock girl. And you're like, okay, now I get it. She's like some shitty. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's anyway, as far as this guy talking about the Asian chicks, uh, yeah, see, this guy with the baseball, see if you're, if you're like, if you're not getting hits in triple a, they, you do. No, 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 no. He wasn't a player. He was, better, he was one you know? of the, he wasn't a player. He was one of the, the GMs. He was like the guy no, that did I'm like the transactions. In general, though. 
yeah. in general, like with this guy, this guy's like, you know, th- this guy just went, to, he can't get laid here because he's not good enough. So, you know, just go to single A ball. That's, that's East Asia. Then you can get, you can get, you can get <laughs> see, I have no problem with adjusting your geography as a dating tactic. I just feel like the way the guy said it, um, like help them, you know, help them get here. And like, you can just get another one after, like, it's very, like, I understand yeah, the outrage. So it's like, obviously objectifying. So I got to go legit in that one. Um, Sandeep, are you going to devil's advocate or are you going to, you know? Oh, fake outrage. Look, the, he did not say ever that he, that he, anyone's being forced to do him. Okay. They, they see the toupee. They, they see, they see the wrinkles. They, they see the lack of charisma and personality. They, they know full well, but he's offering them something that they can't get in their own life, which is all that is better. Why are we, why are we um, infantilizing grown adults making a decision and saying, Oh, isn't that, isn't that being disrespectful for the, to the East Asian women who would marry him? Like, Oh no, your decisions are, are wrong because he's clearly a loser. Uh, so <laughs> they see it all and they want it and they're, they're going to come here and he's even t- saying, yeah, they're going to be after five years. So, so Sama, how do you, how do you feel about uh, this, this situation overall and the outrage with this weird fucking middle-aged guy? I was on your side. Then Sandeep said some pretty good points I guess I'm <laughs> on him now. I don't know. It's good points, man. The idea that, yeah, like <laughs> you're gonna shut. Up. You can't marry this guy because you. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. Please keep eating rice at your shitty village because yeah. Don't you know? Don't marry this guy because I'm saying that he's offensive. The, and, the idea and, uh, Asian fetishes are offensive to me. Yeah, the, the idea. You know, of, I, you know what I hate yeah. with women when they when they fucking start talking shit about people <laughs> oh who have a fetish on what they are, as if that's offensive. Oh, oh, he is an Asian fetish. I don't want to date someone. I'm not your. Like, like women don't have fucking shit like that all the time. We all are attracted to each other for some superficial fucking bullshit. That's why we're swiping right on him. We're not swiping right because they have a wonderful soul. All right. Every, almost like 95% of relationships, it's some superficial bullshit that you like about someone. And so, but, oh no, you can't say that it's Asian. You have to say that you really loved uh, my, how I read books. Yeah. That's a fair point. You know, if if someone likes you, then take take the light, take the win. Stop talking shit. I that, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna go on some deep TikTok real quick. See if there's a video about getting Asian women. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're really cheap out there if you know the right websites. It's like yeah, yeah. You, you, <laughs> they don't even report you. You want to pay retail? You want to go to you want to go to knockoffasianchick.com. Don't <laughs> don't. Get, <laughs> yeah, wait till Amazon Prime Day in uh in Thailand. Yeah, you, you, you don't go to like the downtown Beijing. You go to like the the Chinatown Beijing one. Like, I don't know if there's a <laughs> China, China, whatever the equivalent, America town, you go to the America there town. Is, in Beijing. <laughs> uh, anyway. So yeah. So I guess that's two to one fake outrage in that one. Who cares? Uh, anyway. So we now, uh, one thing I forgot to mention earlier, let's talk about uh, mango Bay. Can we talk about mango Bay for just yeah, a minute. Um, so you, you do that. That's like a, and correct me if I'm wrong. That's like a brown people chat show i guess like a podcast it's, it's it's diasporic for sure but really it's just the funniest podcast on earth you know it's just supposed yeah. to be, it's supposed to be like the podcast but the idea is just trying to be as funny as possible we are brown that is not the entirety of the podcast we are just brown people who are it's like brown come down well i noticed most of your guests you have on there are brown too like because you're yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we don't like guests that much we try to keep it just us you know it's, yeah, it's, it's really just brown come down. That's what yeah, it is. no, I, I mean, I, I see a lot of the clips and stuff. Like, it, it's funny. Like, I, yeah. I, I will stop. It's one of the few things that I'm scrolling through Instagram. I'll actually stop and watch a mango big clip. It's, well, it's, it's, it's good a wild shit. Time. Thank you, man. I recommend uh, it to all 15 people that listen to our podcast, uh, <laughs> especially Phil's mom. 
<laughs> exactly. Got the one where we fuck our dads. Check that one out. <laughs> um, and before we go, we always ask our guest at the end, um, Sama, is there anything that you are currently outraged about that you want to let some steam off on? Steam off, literally. I'm, I'm getting gassy today. And I'm, it's been really like, annoying. I, I really don't like that I'm getting gassier well, as I get older. It's that Indian diet that you two have that does that. Oh, you guys eat all the, the spices. It's, that's yeah, your own had, damn fault. Okay? I had a turkey sandwich twice today. And you're like, yeah, it's Indian diet. Which you're right. It becomes an Indian diet when I eat it. I get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I've been eating some bullshit and I'm getting this gas and I'm fucking pissed off that I'm like, and I'm getting angry that I'm, that I'm getting the gas because well, you, I know my choices are shitty. You got to get the Tums, my dude. See, that would admit defeat that I'm, I have a problem. You see what I'm saying? So now I'm just like, fuck, I'm just gonna drink some water angrily and uh and try to like, you know, just I mean each their own. Like a thing of Tums is like 80 cents at the bodega. You can you can solve your I mean, granted it is snowing in New York, so it'd be a tough trudge to get out there. But uh, you know, I'm just saying it can be solved for 80 cents. I'm like I'm like burping naughty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh well, hey, that's a good outrage. Outrage at your own gas. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you poop it out later. I'm rooting for you and your butthole later, uh, Usama. I hope I hope it goes through your system. It's all good. Is very silent? You don't want my butthole to win, Sandeep? Uh, I'm always rooting for your butthole. Okay, no. thanks, man. Thank you. Brown buttholes unite. Win, right? I was on your butthole side, and then you, you talk shit to my girl Heidi Klum, and now I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm all right, uh, that is a good place to end. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, you can find us at uh, I don't even fucking remember what we do. Oh, yeah, just fucking Phil, which is a poo the ph on the Instagram. Uh, the fake outrage report at gmail.com. Uh, Sonny Epson comic is his thing. If you have thirty seconds, go on that. Their iTunes, give us them five stars. And while you're there, check out Mango Bay. Um, you can also find Usama online at Usama stands up. Um, all great, man. Yes, great. and uh, pissing off people on NBC all the time. Yeah, but before uh, we go, uh, Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? You know, we want this lawyer guy to stop um, going to Asian women. I, I think I know a perfect girl for for you. And Heidi Klum, you know, <laughs> she doesn't want anyone who says anyone interesting, and she probably wants a successful lawyer. Let's uh, let's let's fix it up. I'll be the broker. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the man made in heaven. Yeah.